Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Baz. What's going on? Not much, buddy. You know, I was just telling Roger during the break that uh, this is the uh, this is always the anniversary game of when your name was. Uh, Mitchell by, by Houston Nutt at the uh, at the end of the triple overtime. You know, it's funny that will always be a historical marker to show y'all's prominence uh, in that show uh, with you and Reese Davis and Coach Schultz. What's the name? What was the name of it? Verdict. Uh, what was the name of it again? Uh, uh, the final verdict. Final verdict. Yeah. And so, uh, yep. <laughs> anyway, it is LSU Arkansas week, which is always a usually has been a, obviously a competitive game for the most part. There have been a couple blowouts since we've started the boot twenty eight years ago. Uh, but uh, what did you see? from BYU, what would your takeaway from the BYU-Arkansas game? I text you right after the, right after the, yep. the game started when yep. it was 14 nothing. Yep. I'm like looking at it and say, hey, the running game's going, special yep. teams has got it going, it's 14 nothing. here we go. Then all of a sudden it just went backwards, particularly in the fourth quarter. You know, they had to lead in the second half and they just imploded in the, in the, late in the third and the fourth quarter and were outscored 17 to nothing. You can't continue to have penalties like that, the 14 penalties, and then turn the ball over with the fumbles by K.J., that just can't happen. I was I was impressed with the running game because that's what they said they wanted to do was get the running game running. They rushed for over 170 yards, and, and and that's something that they can hang their hat on. But the penalties and the mistakes and just getting beat at the line of scrimmage just can't happen. And you know BYU's a, a, a decent team, but they're not as good as an LSU football team. And this LSU football team has been a different team since the second half of Florida State when they just imploded. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, although the, Mark, going back to the running game, you know, you take off that 55 yard run, you got 120 the rest of the game. So, you know, again, we've talked about this. It's no surprise. Don't want to beat a dead horse here. Just the offensive line struggles. Uh, you got young guys in there playing, and even your your senior leadership did not have a good game, especially in the second half. Another thing that Sam Pittman brought up was is having hand issues, and he said three of his guys have hand issues, hand injuries on the offensive line. And, and of course, nowadays, these guys, they're able to be taught to use their hands because it's legal. And now it's a disadvantage if you can't uh, use your hands. So, uh, you know, what was it like for you when you played? If you Did you ever have a hand injury that uh, caused a challenge for you? I just had broken fingers and dislocated fingers, but that's something you've got to play with as an offensive lineman. With a hand issues. I used to use a speed bag all the time for, with, with boxing mm-hmm. to get my quick hands because when defensive linemen used to come in and try to grab your jersey, you'd swap their hands down or swap their hands up to get them off your jersey, and then you'd punch and you'd grab the numbers. And it was a legal grab area when I played, so that's where you could do it, just grab them between the numbers, yep. which it still is today. But so players like that, you just have to take your fingers up. And I was one of the first players in the NFL in the offensive line that started wearing gloves all the time. Huh. Because once you get your hands cut early in training camp, they never heal throughout the season. So I just started wearing gloves, and all the other guys around me were like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's like, why wouldn't it make sense? It's like, you know, you're beating your hands up against a helmet and shoulder pads sure. and a 280, 290-pound, 300-pound line lineman, so you want to protect your hands because once they're cut, you're going to have that cut the entire season, so you might as well do do the right things first. I know you have uh, – you're uh, six foot six, and so I know I've seen your hands before. you got long fingers. I think, though, Roger – uh, that uh, the guy who has the craziest hands and fingers of anybody that we've seen, Mark, is Dan Hampton. It looks like a road map. They're, they're turning all kind of different directions. Uh, and it's a violent game on the hands for sure. It definitely is. And that, that's part of the game of the trenches. And that's why you see a lot of guys, when you watch the Bosa's in the NFL, those are some of the great masters of using their hands as a defensive lineman. And that's all they practice now. The defensive lineman, when you look at when they go to practice, they've got one drill where they just use hand drills. Slap the hands down, get it around. Slap the hands down, slap up. Slap the hands, rip. 
and that's the way the game is now. It's not that physical brute run game where you've got a guy that just comes off the edge like a Lawrence Taylor and just tries to run you over. We're visiting with the College Football Hall of Famer, uh, Mark May, brought to you by Edwards Food Giant and Dugan's Pub. We appreciate them. You know, Mark, I haven't been the most positive about this game Saturday. I'm concerned. I just think we're going to really, really struggle. Um, with LSU, I just think it's LSU now after the second half of FSU is a determined, focused football team, and obviously we have some issues. And do you do you see do you see hope for us down there? Do you think it'll be competitive game? Or you think we just sort of outmatched this year? Unfortunately, it looks like you're outmatched because just the way that LSU's playing, I think Brian Kelly, the way that he turned around, they struggled a little bit against Grambling, but last week against Mississippi State, they turned it out on both sides of the ball. They got the quarterback four times in four sacks and held him less than 100 yards rushing. And Jaden Daniels got things together. That's yeah. one thing with this offense. They're very potent with this offense, not just running the ball. He's been so efficient throwing the ball. He completed over 88% of his passes in his last game, and he's just been on fire the entire season. Out of his 95 passes, he's completed 70 passes, and he's only got one interception and eight touchdowns. So he's somebody that's going to be difficult for the defense to contain and handle. And I was just impressed with the way that they could go down deep with the football, throwing the football. And if you look at Malik Neighbors, their wide receiver, he had a yep. huge game last week. He was the yep. offensive player of the week in the SEC with the 13 catches. And that's somebody that the defense is going to have to control. If you look at BYU – they don't have the speed even close to an LSU. They don't have the physicality that LSU has. So now you're, we talked about it last week. Once you get in the conference play, it's a different ballgame. Uh, let's look at some of the other big games. I am uh, doing my uh, picks officially. Roger and I are for Oakland Sports app. And so one of the games I'm loading up on, I think the clock strikes midnight uh, for Colorado this weekend as they go to number 10 Oregon. What, uh, what do you say about that game? So the thing about this, this game, if you break it down, their best player is Travis Hunter. Right. You know, you can look, you yep. can look at the quarterback sure. position, that's fine, which you do Sanders, but Travis Hunter is going to be out for three or four weeks of that lacerated liver. He was just so spectacular. When you're playing, a, think about it, Bash. We, when we played, it's like a big game for us. It's like, man, if we played like 75 plays or 80 plays, that was a long game. Yeah. This kid's playing at the average in 160 plays a yeah. game. Amazing. Yeah. That's just unfathomable. I mean, not just playing. I mean, playing at a high level. Yep. Getting interceptions, catching passes, making plays, and he's going to be he's going to be going for their offense. And if you look at their offensive line, that's their weakest link is in the trenches, offense and defensive play on the offense and defensive lines, and that's going to be the challenge against Oregon. And plus, you're traveling on the road to Austin. That's a tough place to play, and they're very good. Dan Lanning's done a great job recruiting. They're going to be a tough defense. This will be the best the best defense they face this season. And then Bo Nix is having a heck of a season. Yeah. You, know, you can talk about it. Auburn, he didn't get it done, didn't play well, but for some reason he goes to Oregon he's only really had one one bad game and that was against Georgia in their opener last season I love I, I love what what Dion has done but I you know we, we saw some some issues with their team against Colorado State and Oregon's just too good this is their first road trip so yeah I think I think Oregon rolls what about that can Lane Kiffin knock off uh, Nick Saban obviously Ole Miss at uh, number 13 Alabama this week I don't think so you know Ole Miss is playing well obviously they're undefeated at this point in the season three and oh but one thing about Lane Kiffin, if you go back and look at his history, when he's playing against top-ranked teams, mm-hmm. he doesn't do very well. And that's one thing, if you look at his entire career, when he's playing against ranked teams, he's like 1 in like 19 or something like that against top-ranked teams. He just doesn't get the job done. Even though Dart's having a heck of a job, doing a heck of a job, or having a heck of a season so far, throwing the football and running the football. One thing about Alabama, you can't count out Nick Saban, but one thing about this season, when I started the season and I had my projections, I had them lower than everybody else. I had Ohio State lower. I had Georgia a little bit lower. The reason why? The quarterback position. That's one position that they didn't have solidified, and they didn't know going into the season. Jalen Milrow is back at the starting quarterback. He was the best quarterback option I think they had anyway. I don't know what they were doing against South Florida. It just didn't make any sense to me. 
If you look at the way that he played, he wasn't spectacular against Texas, but still on the season, he's got five touchdowns and two picks, but it's the running game that he really ignites this offense. He's spectacular running the football. He's averaging almost five yards per toe. And when the plays break down, unscheduled plays, when you've got to make things happen, he can make things happen where those other quarterbacks couldn't get it done. And my issue with his offense right now is what's, what are they going to be? They don't have any identity. You know, you've got a new offensive coordinator. You know, you've got a new quarterback that you're rotating in there. They really don't have an identity on offense. And their offensive line, everybody talks about, well, they've got three guys that are 350 pounds. Those guys cannot block speed rushers off the edge. Mm-hmm. I'm watching their offensive line, and even the South Florida rushers were getting to the quarterback and getting sacks and getting knockdowns. That's their Achilles heel this year is their offensive line. Tommy Reese, their offensive quarterback, their offensive coordinator, and their, and their quarterbacks right now. They just can't get it going offensively, so they're going to have to rely on their defense this year. We're visiting with two-time Super Bowl champion of the Washington Redskins, Raj. Yeah, uh, not Washington yeah. Commanders, but the Washington Redskins. Back the Redskins. Brought to you by Edwards Food, <laughs> yes. Edwards Food Giant and Dugan's Pub. And Lou Holtz, Mark May, number five. You better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. <laughs> that Mark May. That, that guy. Right. That guy. All right, so now, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, don't, don't Ohio State fans hate you? Is it that? <laughs> Absolutely. Speak on that, Mark. Hey, our, 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 hey, hey, think about our National Football Foundation poll badge that we vote in. Yes. The top 16. Yes. I had Ohio State at 11 at the beginning of the season, and they won the Oh, list. I saw oh, that, yes. Mark Lee Oh, yes. They were so <laughs> mad at you. Yes. Well, you've always sort of gone after them. There may be another team you do that with, too, but I know that it seems like it's Ohio State is the one you get the most uh, hate from. So, you got number six, Ohio State. This is a classic game of, of Blue Bloods against number nine, Notre Dame, at Notre Dame, what happens in that game? I'll tell you one thing. Off the record, Coach Holtz is being honored there. Their, their national championship team is being honored in that football oh, cool. game. Cool. And they're honoring us. Yeah, they're honored. He's at the game, and game day's at the game. They called me last night. They were having dinner. And Reese and all the guys are all get together with Coach Holtz, and they're having dinner. And it's one of those things they called me last night, and they're saying, we wish you were here. It's like, yeah, you wanted me to pick up the check. That's the reason why you were Yes. <laughs> but breaking down this game, look at Ohio State. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably the best wide receiver in the nation. We all know that. They have to get in the ball. You can't rely on the quarterbacks of Ohio State. The question is, Notre Dame is tough in the trenches. Notre Dame has always had great offensive lines, but now their defensive line is playing at an extremely high level. I want to see how Ohio State handles being on the road, playing a great competitor, playing a tough physical football team, and see if these quarterbacks can rise to the occasion and play. I don't think they can for four quarters. I think Notre Dame's going to keep it close. And when you've got a quarterback that hasn't thrown an interception the entire season long, and he's a great leader at that position, that's what you need at Notre Dame. And and right now, they're playing at a very high level. They're not making a lot of mistakes. And I think this is the first time that they've scored 40 points in four consecutive games since Coach Holtz was coaching there. So this team is rocking and rolling right now. I like Notre Dame in in this football game. And I had Coach Holtz on last week in, the show, in our show in Phoenix. He said that Notre Dame will win by 10 points. Wow. On the, really? On the uh, Oakland Sports app, uh, Notre Dame is getting three and a half. Yeah. I mean, so that's yeah. based yeah. on what you're saying right there. That might be something to touch. I love the quarterback. What are the, what's the nickname for him? He's got the beard. Is Sam Hartman? Yeah, there's a nickname. He kind of looks like Jesus. Jesus. Sam Sam there's some kind of Jesus. There's a Jesus reference to him, and he looks like he's 40 years old, but uh, he, he's fits, been for a while. he fits to be at Notre Dame. But what, what a big pickup to get him. Yeah, Sling and Sammy. I think they're calling him Sling and Sammy Hartman. Gotcha. Something like that. They're giving him some nickname. But I'll tell you what, he's, he's done a, a terrific job. An estimated running back has been phenomenal for them. He's got five rushing touchdowns on the season. This is a complete team, the way that they're playing. 
And they started off the season, yeah, it was Notre Dame, yeah, it was Tennessee State. But what they did against North Carolina State, they went out and got the job done and took care of business. That's what I like about this football team. They're an even-kill football team, and they're solid at every level. Offense, defense, special teams, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They're a well-coached football team, and they're smart. That's why I think this game may come down to turnovers. How does Ohio State handle adversity, particularly on the road? Because they usually play nobody in the, in the, in the right. non-conference schedule. Right. So it's got to be interesting to see. And I just think Notre Dame's got a really good chance in this game, not only because Coach Holtz loves Notre Dame always, but just the way they're playing right now under Marcus Freeman, their head coach, I think they've got a great chance. It's, it's going to be at Notre Dame. It's going to be a late game. It's going to be a later kickoff. It's a 730 kickoff. I'm just I'm, I'm not crazy about Notre Dame, but I just I'm buying this football team just because of the leadership of the quarterback position. Mark, if they let me give the pregame a talk, it will be a win for Notre Dame. That's all I've got to say. I better be the one giving the speech, Mark. I never lose there at home. Wow. Touchdown, Jesus. Wow. Uh, let's. Uh, what about um, before we let you go? Play like a champion. Play like a champion. <laughs> Play like a champion. That's right. <laughs> all right. Before we let you go, uh, listen. The Commanders. Your Commanders looking pretty tough. What, what do we think about the commanders? Heck yes, Mark. Heck yes. Our commanders. And then the big blow, obviously, to Dallas with Diggs uh, yesterday lost for the season. Stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah the, the commanders, I, I like the, what they're doing. I like the way they're fighting. I like what they're doing you know, defensively. Jack Del Rio, their defensive coordinator, is doing a heck of a job. But look who they beat. They beat the Cardinals. Everybody's going to beat the Cardinals. <laughs> That's who the Cowboys <laughs> play this week. So the Cowboys <laughs> are 12.5-point favorites over them. That's not nearly enough. 24 might not be nearly enough. And then here's, about, here's the other thing about the Cardinals. They're banged up on both sides of the ball. Their only true leader left on the roster, safety Buda Baker, is gone. He's on injured reserve. So right now, their offensive line is beaten up. And even though, even though Trayvon Diggs is out with the, with the injury, that's a big blow for them. They've got to go out and find a cornerback, and they've got to sign somebody at the cornerback position, or they've got to trade for one. Because if they're going to make a run of the Super Bowl, they've got to fill that position somehow, some way. Yeah. But the way that they're playing defensively, this offense for the, for the, the Cardinals, their offensive line will not hold up. They will wilt. Think about this. They beat the Giants 40 to nothing. The Giants were outscored by the Cardinals 20 to nothing in the first half and came back and beat them in the second half. Now, how bad of a football team are the Cardinals when you're giving up a 20 point lead in the first half and get beat in the second half at home? Mm. So they're not a very good football team, so I would lead the points in that game. Mark, great stuff as nice. always. Nice. Appreciate you. It's going to be a great weekend of football, both college and pro, and um, hopefully the Hogs will have a, will get out there and give great effort. I know they're, they're outmatched, but uh, hopefully they'll have a great effort game. And we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thank Thanks, you. Mark. Hey, 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 Babs, we missed you last night. Yeah, Casey and the Sunshine Band doing oh the band. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I hate that I missed that. I, I mean, I can't think of a better band to have at your charity event. I imagine the oh. crowd, it was a big crowd, and they were dancing the whole night. Oh, it was outstanding. They were they were rocking and rolling the entire night long. People they just couldn't sit down. It was like it was like going back to the the seventies. People came dressed like like in togas and stuff like that, and they nice. had like the little uh, flowers around their head, and they had their dashikis and stuff like that. It was like one of those things. I thought I had a flashback to high school back in the seventies. They're, yeah, they're they're sold out here at Oakland, yeah. at, at, uh, Oakland Racing Casino Resort, where we, we yeah, had, a couple or, weeks. Yeah, so that's the, oh, you got you. Hey, they're sold out. You, I'm telling you what, go. Find a way to get tickets and go because right. it's worth the experience. Right. Now, are you always? Well, Baz will be an Ole Miss game for that one, so that's when they're playing. That's when yeah, the Hogs are playing I Ole just, Miss down there, so he'll miss it. Are but. you? Are you? Are you going to keep your charity in the fall? Because I think the one time I went last year, it was spring, right or summer. 
Yeah, it's in the summer. We always try to get it in the summer, but it all depends on we can get the tent and the band gotcha, and the catering gotcha, and, gotcha. and all that stuff. Everything's got to fit together. So we try to do it as, as much as we can. Sometimes in July, we try to get it done in August, but this year it just fell in September. But we had a, we had a pretty good crowd, and it was a good time last night. Well, I know those folks up there in your hometown and your home area love you and appreciate you. We and, love him. And raising money uh, for, for great calls. And, and uh, you're a good man, Mark. We appreciate it. We're, we're glad to have you on each week. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Mark. Thanks again to Edwards Food Giant and Dukin's Pub for that.